I would say that is what the virgin is. She is every next moment has a vir virginal aspect because you can sort of take it by force. And then th that would that would mean raping the next moment and raping the virgin, right? So you have to be very careful and very attentive and very and very loving, I would say, because when you everybody knows this feeling that you're sort of drawn into a flow of extremely deep meaning and everything is is sort of coming through you and i would say that is w when you're loving with the virgin and and she she thinks you're worthy of her because you've lived up to the highest moral standards and that's when she gives herself to you and and, and that is through the patriarchal morality that you you arrive there because i would say the the fundamental one of the fundamental uh, goals of of culture and i would say thereby of patriarchal society is to train men and also women to live up to these high moral standards in order to acquire the highest price maximilian valentine round that sounds like a good mix of a viking and a roman uh, general or something like that um, <laughs> good to have you on board for a conversation we're going to be talking about patriarchy of all things here today, right? Yes, thanks, man. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah, so you're a member of one of our newer groups here on Manifesto Core called Hafnia, which is an in-person group meeting up uh, every two weeks, I think, in Copenhagen uh, yes. under the very capable leadership of Eskil Avalon, our general <laughs> holding the, the capital city there. Um, and um, in Manifesto, we've been going through this conversation about patriarchy recently, and it's, it's a really difficult term because it's been so twisted in the culture and there's so many people that are confused about it just before we started re recording here you actually said like it's almost become impossible to openly discuss these things it's almost you know the the culture has made it almost shameful to explore masculinity which is obviously patriarchy being you know something about fatherhood is, is an essential part of that as well um so i'm looking forward to the conversation you wrote an article about uh patriarchy about a year ago um which i've only had a time to very quickly look through um but i i think we, we decided we're going to try and bounce some ideas around here and see what can come out of it yes um so yeah any, anything you want to add before we dive into things well i uh i wrote you i read your article uh on manifesto and i think it uh, had many interesting points and uh, i think that my more um I mean, um, socially grounded view in uh, in in some scientific research um, and also some uh, concepts from uh, John Peterson might prove useful to this discussion, and uh, I think we'll explore that. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's really great looking at these things from multiple different perspectives, and and I think like the more we can confirm them, uh, you know, and then things that don't don't line up from different perspectives, obviously we can be a little bit more careful with them as well. Um, but yeah, the, the place where we kind of agreed to start was something that has really become clear to me only, it's really stood out through my conversations the last couple of weeks, I would say, um, which is in this whole conversation between men and women and equality and um, how we are working together in different roles and things like that, then there's an element which often becomes forgotten, which is the absolute essential importance of children. A society that is able to invest in giving children the best possible start to life will, you know, in the long term, be far more thriving 
than a society that disregards the needs of children. And so very often in this conversation of like, you know, the family and the dynamic between mom and dad who both want to go out and, you know, become CEOs and realize themselves, then, then the kids get forgotten in that. And we kind of, we delegate that then to the state to be raising the children and to be doing uh, the, you know, basic, you know, training of children, but also more and more about like values and upbringing of children as well. And, and, and I have spoken to several, my, my sister-in-law's actually a uh, pedagogue uh, in a daycare center. And it's just an, a constant battle with these expectations coming from the state, coming from parents, coming from you know, all different areas of life and trying to begin a task, which really I think only parents can truly give the love that a child needs in order to give it the best possible uh, life. So I know in your article, you, you, you went a little bit into this and, and also the different contributions that are between a patriarchal and matriarchal system. Uh, so do you want to try and give us a little bit of an introduction to that? Yes, yes, yes. Well, I would say that um, when a child is born, it has no real reason to live. So I would say it needs a fundamental value that that entices it to take on the responsibility of the world and the crushing uh, weight of the world that is suffering and pain and and the 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 requirements of society and and parents and school and all these things and and so really the mother in in my view entices the child with love and compassion and makes the child fall in love with her and then the child has something to live for and and then that is the structure um around which the ch child grows up and and then it 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 can sort of play play in a safe environment and and the father then steps in i would say around puberty obviously earlier and and it's they run uh, in parallel but around puberty uh, the confirmation ritual really really uh, mm, makes the transition from the matriarchal world of protection and safety and and play in into the patriarchal world of responsibility and demands and and high ideals to live up to and um and that's when when the child really has to 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 let go of the mother really in in Parsifal, the the myth the when when Parsifal leaves the castle his mother dies and and that's this Arthurian legend i take it's yeah 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 king arthur and the knights of the rhine tower yeah, yeah, yeah. you might not know it yeah yeah, yeah. His mother dies when he leaves the castle, and that's really what happens in the confirmation ritual: that the matriarchal god is replaced by the patriarchal god, and um, so that's a central uh, place where where the responsibility of of being a grown up happens, and uh, different ideals come into place. Yeah. The first point you made there, I think, it's such a fundamental point, and it's so important, and it's so easy to to just assume it. That's like, you know, like that, that of course, like we want to live, but, but actually I've just had a child born as well. And, you know, life is really, really difficult for a one week old baby. It's really difficult. Like it, it's used to being in this like soft floating bubble of the mother's stomach and its food is just coming straight into its stomach and everything is comfortable. And then, you know, then the world is really harsh and hard and weird. Like it must be really, really weird. <laughs> to be there there's all these like things happening right and discomfort of the body you know you see it with all its bodily functions happening and getting used to that so 
I think I don't think we can understate the importance that there needs to be something to aim at. <laughs> and, and as you say, like you need to be, I like the word you used, enticed uh, to, to go towards that. Um, yeah. And, and, and really, I, I think there's been some studies in uh, Romania where uh, young babies were, were given food and shelter and warmth and blankets and everything they needed, except from the touch of a caring person. And, and obviously that would be the mother uh, usually. And, and they all and they die immediately because because they need that that touch and the value of the mother to live for um and and so the other point would be that when you're thrown into the world you the mother gives unconditional love i would say and so that that's actually what you need as a person when when you you're thrown into the world something loves me unconditionally and that's that's something to live for. I mean, that, that's, the, that's the safety and the protection that someone will always take care of me, right? And then I would say the transition to the patriarchal world is that you have to let go of unconditional love in order to replace it with the patriarchal conditional love that you only really love if you, if you do your duty or you live up to the highest ideals. Um, and so I think that's a central... Yeah, sacrifice. Well, and let's just also spend a moment looking at. So, you kind of just also assume like it needs to be the mother doing the um, the unconditional loving, uh, and then the father does the the conditional side of things. Why do you make that? What what's your kind of grounding for that distinction, Max? Yeah, that's a good question. Well, um, I think I think it's I think it's 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 fundamental that that maybe it's a difficult question um well it's it's not that that's that's how it is in every person i would say every person both loves conditionally and unconditionally to some degree i i have a i, I work somewhere where with a, a man who's paralyzed and he loves very conditionally and that's very tough for me because i, I want to have a good relationship with him, but he only really shows me love and smiles at me if I've done an excellent job. And that's that's really what, what society is like, you know, if you don't live up to the, the ideals, if you don't go to work, if you don't perform, if you're not nice to people in, in a way they find uh, appropriate and, uh, and satisfying, well then, who's gonna take care of you? No, no one will like you, no one will love you. And uh, well, maybe except from your family, and and family has that more unconditional love. And um, I ju I just think the reason that the mother has to love unconditionally is that she is the primary caretaker when the child is born. Obviously, through through the food of her breast, as you talked to about. Um, but also, I think it's a central characteristic of of femininity, and um, yeah maybe that's my answer yeah yeah i i think part of it our difficulty with this question as you said it's difficult to answer sometimes is our lack of an appreciation of the feminine and of motherhood as again the place where i started the conversation is the most absolutely essential job that any society can have there's no job you know whether you're out like you know trying to cure cancer or save climate change like 
these jobs are actually secondary to the role of producing children. <laughs> um, because whatever it is that we solve our problems today, the problems tomorrow will be larger and more difficult. And so if we're not doing that foundational work of, of really creating the best lives possible for the next generation, then, then we're failing. Everything else needs to build on that. And so, and, and, and it is a feminine job. It's a job that needs to be, it, it's this thing that's, a, it's a part of the woman herself and, and she's caring for it and loving it. Uh, and obviously, as you say, it's a basic pattern. It's not a kind of scientific, you know, digital one or zero category. It's not like, you know, mothers are unconditional, fathers are conditional. Um, yeah. But we're looking at, at general patterns of reality and the way that things tend to unfold. And, and so we see like, you know, military organizations typically dominated by men uh, because of this need for a very clear meritocratic, you know, like result orientated thing. You know, if you if your biggest concern in going to war is what what the other the other side's feelings are going to be like, then you're going to lose the war. You know, what counts is, you know, destroying the enemy and, and conquering his territory or something like that. Right. Exactly. And, and that's actually, I think that is why the mother has to love the child unconditionally because the child is always right. Right. So the child's needs is, is so they are so they have to be attended to because it, otherwise the child will die. It cannot support itself. And so you don't, you don't hate the child or, or, condemn it when when it's 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 vulnerable and just lying there and wants food or something and it cries you obviously you teach it something but really you have to give it the benefit of the doubt always because it it needs something and you have to give it to it and and otherwise it dies yes yeah good so in our preparation for this, then you mentioned a word, uh, which you haven't actually explained to me what you meant with it yet, but I, I thought that sounded really interesting. So I'm curious to hear more about it because you said something like um, the virgin represents, and I'm assuming you meaning the virgin in Christianity, uh, represents a fundamental aspect of reality that can help us to understand some of these issues around matriarch and patriarchy and the way that life unfolds uh, better as well. So do you want to open up that uh, little box for us as well? I thought it was especially interesting because like virginity is so extremely out of popularity uh, these days. So not it seems to correspond with how valuable it is as well. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's, it's, it, it is a Pandora's box, um, but I, I'll, uh, I'll try to explain it. But the virgin really is, it's obviously it's a fundamental mythological character that is represented in many different mythologies and religions and such. So it's, it's sort of an eternal pattern of representation of something in the world. Right. And we, we don't really know what it means, but um, I would say fundamentally the Virgin represents the transcend transcendent object and the transcendent object is that glimmering point in your experience that calls you out of the comfort of your motherly home. And, and so I would say, you know, the eatable myth, um, which is a guy who uh, kills his father and, and marries his mother. And that, that is the opposite of the virgin because when the confirmation ritual happens, you have to let the mother die and go with the father, fatherly, um, the patriarchal moral morality, and 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 why would you let your mother die? 
why wouldn't you marry her? She's right there. She loves you. She wants the best for you. And so, and she's sort of, she has a sex, sexual potential, right? But, but really, if you stay there, if you stay with your mother in the matriarchal world, you really sacrifice that which calls you to adventure, that which calls you to live up to your fullest potential and love what you don't know. So the virgin represents everything you don't know, so, sort of the unknown that you, you have to approach and leave behind the safe world that you know, which is the, the matriarchal world. Um, so sh sh and, and I well, what I'm thinking as you're talking about, it, it's just like there's an aspect of the virgin whereby it's pure, right? That's the, that's the primary quality of the virgin. It's, it's light and it's pure. It's kind of like a star as well because it's far away. And even it's so far away that you're actually a risk of contamin contamination. You know, like if you're united with the virgin, she's no longer a virgin, right? Then she's, <laughs> you, you've been united with her. So you, you actually take her virginity. But that's what we long for is to take, take the virginity but it also, and but then you become one with the virgin, and and what you are changes as well, right? Mm -hmm. So that's yeah. what the idea of like gamos hiros, which is divine marriage or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's an ancient thing that comes down through time, which is being united with the virgin is is somehow a transcendental uh, experience of 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 being united with the divine as well, uh, and it is yeah. that star that that's so far away. Totally agree, and that I would say that is what the virgin is. She is every next moment has a vir virginal aspect because you can sort of take it by force and then th that would that would mean raping the next moment and raping the virgin right so you have to be very careful and very attentive and very and very loving i would say because when you everybody knows this feeling that you're sort of drawn into a flow of extremely deep meaning and everything is is sort of coming through you like a like a like a sexual cosmic energy maybe this is a bit abstract but uh i, I would say most people know this feeling and i would say that is w when you're loving with the virgin and and she she thinks you're worthy of her because you've lived up to the highest moral standards and that's when she gives herself to you and, and and that is through the patriarchal morality that you you arrive there because I would say the the fundamental one of the fundamental uh, goals of of culture and I would say thereby of patriarchal society is to train men and also women to live up to these high moral standards in order to acquire the highest price. That was a conversation with Maximilian Raun, one of the members of Manifesto Core. So if you feel inspired by this conversation, but would like to not just be listening to it or kind of talking about these ideas, but actually implementing them in your life, then we'd love to see you and get to know you as well. Uh, so that's why we have a network of online groups on Manifesto Core. And that's where we're taking these things and actually trying to build each other up as men that are living these ideals in our lives. So if you found this inspiring, then please go check it out and sign up for Manifesto Core. Thanks.